pastor was gold. Uh, the time period of Jesus, uh, from those days leading up to the cross, his death on the cross, his resurrection, there's more messages going to be preached in that just little bit of the Bible than this man will ever preach in his lifetime. I'm just being honest with you yeah. that it's almost a struggle to narrow it down. Are y'all with me? Like, like, like I could preach on the seven statements that Jesus made on the cross. And if you ain't ever looked at that, the seven statements that he made, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I can you preach on that one right there. And it'll preach. Yeah. I'm telling you, it'll preach. They know not what they do. Or maybe when he said to that old thief, verily I say unto thee, today, that's will be with me, in paradise. Amen. I mean, you can preach that. That'd preach. Amen. That'd be good. Uh, there was an issue there with his mother. He said, woman, behold thy son. And then he turned to, to, to John. He, he said, behold thy mother. He, he, there's a relationship that needed to occur. There's something that he couldn't fulfill, but his brother in Christ could fulfill. Right. That'd preach. Yeah. Amen. We ought to lift one another up and hold one another's burdens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we ought to do that. Amen. Uh, I thirst. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Yeah. He, he didn't, by the way, death never took his life. He gave it. Amen. Right. He gave it. Uh, it. Or maybe when he said, it is finished. Yeah. Mm. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, there's gold here uh, for a preacher. Maybe I can, I can preach on uh, Calvary, that place called Golgotha, the place of the skull. That old terrible place that he chose in my place. Amen. And in your place. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could preach on old uh, Simon uh, who, who lifted up and helped him carry the cross yeah. when he couldn't bear the burden any longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you think about that 250 pounds approximately on that cross. Right. And he's been beaten and, and stripped and and his blood is just, you know, a lot of people didn't even make it out of the scourging That's right. before they made it to the cross. That's right. Preach on the tomb. Uh, that's a good one to preach on. Because mm -hmm. that old stone was rolled away. Amen. Hey Amen. You can preach on that. That preach. Preach on Mary and the other Mary and, and Sol Salome as they were going to, you know, Put the spices on the bodies, the incense. They didn't find him. That preach, I'm telling you, that preach. They was looking. They were looking for something, but they got more than they was looking for. Yes, they did. That preach. Maybe you preach. I was one of the, my favorite stories is about the two men uh, that were walking down the road and they were really headed in the wrong direction. <laughs> Jesus showed up right in the middle of them. They didn't even know it was him. And, and, they, right. and he said, what's wrong? What's going on? I said, are you a stranger? You've not been around here? Right. Uh, you don't know what's happened to the man called Jesus? And by the time they got to their home and he began to break the bread and their eyes was open, they said, did our hearts not burn within us? As he right. explained Amen. the scriptures unto us. Amen. The Bible says that they then turned around yeah. and went back right. to Jerusalem Amen. and got turned around in the direction they was headed. And that, that would preach. I'd like yeah. to preach that one. I, I love that scripture. Yeah. You can preach on the ascension. Amen. Why stand you gazing here? That's right. He's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. But that's not what the Lord let me preach on. 
If I could, I'm going to preach on the cup. Oh, yeah. And the devil's last offer. And they all say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know where you head with that. You just hang on. Because if you're going to get to the ascension, you're going to get to the turnaround, you're going to get to all the good and all the love that's been testified about, you got to understand the cup that he took. you got to understand what was in the cup that he took. So look in your Bibles. Let's go to the book of Mark. It's in several places. Sometimes people don't read Mark as much, and sometimes I feel bad for Mark, so I read out of Mark. Does that make sense? That's I, I, strange, I know. I, 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 sometimes I feel bad because I read Matthew, and I read Luke, and I read John. So I try to read out of Mark. In Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14, beginning in the 32nd verse. You pray that the Lord would show you that that he has for you. I'd ask you to pray for me, and I always stand in need of prayers. But this morning, I'd really like you to pray for yourself. Bless you, man. This is a special time. I, I want you to know it's a special time. We get together with family and we do these different things and hunt eggs and all these different things. But if this day you don't reflect that what Jesus did on the cross, he did for you. That's right, right brother. That's right. And you've missed it. Now hear me again. If you don't reflect on what Jesus did on that cross, he did for you, then you missed it. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I was reading through each of the last chapters. In all the Gospels, I was going just reading each one of them as it go, goes over and over again. And each one of them, in some way, each one of them said that he did this so that we might believe. Amen. And you read that, you, you begin to say, he's talking to me. Amen. He's talking to me. That I might believe. So if you're with me in Mark chapter 14, let's read in the 32nd verse. And it says, And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John, and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. And he saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And he went forward a little. The Bible says about in another place about a stone's throw away. So if you think they were still within sight of one another, so they could see Jesus as he fell on the ground, it says in verse 35, and he began to pray. And he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Mm -hmm. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Now, I want us to look just a moment at the cup that Jesus, the Son of God, would shirk away from. Don't you think about this. This is not just any man. He is a man. And he feels as a man. And he bleeds as a man bleeds. He knows pain as a man knows pain. But he is the Son of God. And here in this moment, he shies away, if you will, from this cup. Now, now we know and Jesus knows what's coming in his future. 
It's not something of a surprise to him when he stands a little bit later on before Pilate, and the Pilate begins to judge him. And then they sentence him to crucifixion. That didn't surprise Jesus one bit. He was fully aware of where he was headed. You can say, well, he was more man than he was God. I, I disagree with you. He was all man and he was all God. Amen. But can I tell you this? That even if he was just man and God in him held, held something away from him, he knew the scriptures better than any man had ever lived. And the scriptures foretold of the pain and the torment that the Savior, Messiah, would go through. Amen. What I'm telling you is, in this moment, in this garden, as he's praying before God, he sees before him the future of the crucifixion. Yes. He knows Amen. it well, I'm telling you. He knows it as good as any scholar who's read the scriptures knows what the crucifixion's like. Not only does he know it from knowing this word of God and knowing the scriptures, he knows it because he understands Roman culture. Because he's lived there in that place. He's seen crucifixions. That old place they took him to, that wasn't the first crucifixion that they'd done on it. And it wouldn't be the last that they would do on it. No. It was something that they practiced. He knew what was ahead of him. Can I tell you that in that cup was physical pain. Physical pain. Now you might have been through some things in your life. I want you to hear me now. Everything in the cup he went through for you. Amen. Hear me now. Everything in the cup he went through for you. And the Bible tells us that he bore it for my sins, for my transgressions. Everything in the cup yes, is for us. Yes. And so now I want you to think about what he saw that night as he prayed and all his friends had just left him, you know, they're back there asleep. And he's here agonizing with God over what he knows is to come. And he's agonizing over physical pain. You say, what is all about physical pain? Well, the Bible tells me in the book of Matthew chapter 27 that after Pilate released him and he released Barabbas to the people, a criminal, and kept Jesus, it said they had him scourged. Now, now this is a graphic thing uh, to talk about. This whip of leather thongs that would have nails or pieces of metal uh, in it so that when they whipped it, that it would grab the flesh and it would tear. Amen. Amen. There, there are accounts given uh, which these people that they would whip them and typically it was across the back that often that they would rip around the front of them and catch them on the front side right. even to where it would tear out their eyeballs, rip off their noses, right. and break out their teeth. Right. That's a pretty horrific thing I just right. told you. That's right. That was in the cup. Amen. That was in the cup. You wouldn't want that cup either. I can tell you, my children, when, especially when they were young, bring a cup of medicine. No matter how good it was for them, they didn't want it. Amen. They didn't want it. I don't want that. That don't taste good. I don't, I don't want that. Can I tell you, Jesus knew what good was coming. There you go. That didn't make him want to what, take what was in the cup. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not only does the Bible tell us that they scourged him, which is, which as I told you before, some people didn't even live through that part. Mm -hmm. They took a crown of thorns, they plaited it, and they placed it. And they didn't just sit this gently. Oh, we don't want to hurt you. As a matter of fact, prior to that, they've already they plucked out his beard. Now, I don't know if you've ever pulled one hair out, but to pull them out with your fingers and by the roots, his blood was already running across his face and across his back. 
and everywhere those things tore his flesh away, and now they shoved these giant thorns down onto his head. That's hard to think about. You ever watch that movie that they made you, you know, just, you cringe away from? Yeah, he shot away from the cup. He, he said, oh, if there's any other way. Not only did they do that, but they, 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 they mocked him. They spat on him. So not only was there physical pain, but there was humiliation. They stripped his clothes off of him. They put a different robe on him, put the crown on him, and said, oh, hell, king of the Jews, and acted like he was somebody, and made fun of him, and then paraded him out in front of people, making fun of him. That was in the cup. That's right. Bless him, Lord. And, and, and then, then he goes from there. He has to drag this cross until he's physically unable. Somebody carries it with him, and then they take these old nails, and they pierce his hands, and they pierce his feet or his legs, and then there he hangs on a cross. He's given vinegar, just the most bitter thing to drink. Think about it. That's right, friend. That was in the cup. And he knew it That's right, friend. before it ever happened. That's right. I want you to understand this. Right. He knew what was Amen. in the cup before it ever happened. That's what's happening in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knows the physical pain that he's not going to be able to breathe unless he pushes against the nails that are strove through his legs and pushes up to get enough air in his lungs. He Amen. won't even be able to breathe. And he's going to hang there for hours. That's right. Do you know that sometimes that they would stay there so long and that the birds of prey would begin to circle those old scavenger birds that they would come down and light them and pick their flesh off of them. I'm trying to get you a picture. Y'all say, oh, preacher, you've been gross this morning. You've been really dark. What I'm trying to get you to understand is the physical pain that he endured for you. He knew about it long before he ever went to the cross. Amen. And you can't just give this old cop an answer. Well, he was the son of God, and he was going to rise again. He still had to endure. Amen. For you yes. and for me. Yes. Can I tell you this morning, there's not a bit of pain in your life that you will ever go through that Jesus don't understand. Amen, brother. Can I tell you, there's not anything that you might have to endure that he hadn't conquered, that he hadn't been through for your sake. Yes. Amen. He knew what was in the cup. Amen. Can I tell you, not only physical pain, but there was loneliness above loneliness. Yes, yes, yes. Now I want you to know something. Some of you may feel lonely. You may have times in your life when you feel like you are the only one who understands where you've been. Can I tell you, Jesus experienced loneliness for you and me. Amen. The Bible tells me that while he was on the cross, that, that the clouds not just got dark. You know, sometimes clouds, it got dark. And he said, oh, Father, why have you forsaken me? Do you know what happened there in that moment? Is that There was a separation right. between him and God that had never been in the history of history of histories. Right. Eternity back, as far as eternity back goes, there had never been a separation between the Father and the Son. Can you hear me? There was a loneliness of him going somewhere that nobody else could go. Right. Even while he's praying in the garden, his friends are asleep. Amen. There's a man who's betraying him, who's one of his disciples at that moment, who's about to bring the whole crew down into the garden. That's where Judas is at. Can I tell you, he experienced loneliness Amen. above loneliness. He was going to go up on an old hill to a cross and bear weight that nobody else could bear. That was in the cup. Amen. 
Not only was physical pain in the cup, not only was loneliness in the cup, but the weight of every sin that has ever and will be ever committed was in the cup. Now, I say that. You know that. Y'all have heard Bible scripture. You've heard it quoted. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? You know the scripture. But let me just tell you. I need to break it down for you a little bit further. You need to understand what that means. You ever felt bad about your sin? Amen. Anybody? I, I hope you have. Yeah. Amen. I hope you have. I hope when you did wrong that there was something inside of you said that that was wrong and I, that there was some maybe some guilt and maybe there was a little bit of beating yourself up. Maybe there's a little bit of shame coming in your life. I hope when you sin that that conscience still pricks you. Bless him, Lord. But you're not a perfect being. You need to hear me now. Come on, Come You're on. not a perfect being. You've never been perfect in your life. One day you will be in a way, way that you've never been for. But Jesus Christ was a perfect being. He had never knew sin. He had never sinned. Not one time in his life had he ever sinned as a man, nor prior to that was there any sin in his life. Amen. And he's about to bear the weight of every sin. Now, y'all feel bad about your sins, but I, I don't know if any of you are, are murderers, but he bore the weight of every murder, every one. Every child molester. Amen. Every, every massive killing that's ever taken place, every school shooting. He did. Can, can you hear me right now when I say that way worse than the physical pain was the emotional torment mm -hmm. of bearing every sin that would ever be committed? Bless him, Lord. That was in the cup. Yeah. Can I tell you, it's all right when Jesus says, some people get a little frustrated with that scripture. Why would he do that? That's what he's here for. Can I tell you, there is no shame in a perfect Savior who's blameless, Amen. who's given his life for us, who are unworthy to say, I wish there was another way than what's in that cup. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you, you ain't worth it. Amen. And I ain't worth it. You ain't worth it. That's right. And I ain't worth it today. That's right. Let me tell you, that cup... No man should have took what was in that cup. Can I tell you, if there had been another way, the Father would have let that happen. Right. He said in the Scripture, you're able to do all things. That's right. he, he said, I prayed that if it were possible, that the hour might pass from Him. Because Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Amen. Can I tell you, if there was another way to get to heaven, it would have happened right then. Amen. It would have happened right then. God would have said, you know what? They can live it. Let them live it. Come on home, son. Right. Or, or maybe they'll do enough good deeds. They'll be good people. Come on home, son. You ain't got to do that. On, That's man. what a good father would say. That's what you'd say. On, That's brother. what you'd say. That's what you'd say. That's what I'd say. <laughs> if there was another way that I didn't have to have my son drink that bitter cup, I would let it be. Amen. They'll buy their way there. But the reality is, there is no other way. Amen. No other way that Amen. man might be saved than that they believe on Jesus Christ Amen. and what he did on that cross. Yes. There was no other way. Yes. Jesus knew it. And that's why he said, he said, 
in that moment, nevertheless, not what I will, but what that will. Yeah. So he chose to go to an old rugged cross knowing, knowing exactly what it was going to cost him. Knowing exactly what he was going to go through. He knew what was in that he cup. Did. He drank that cup for you and for me. Amen. He drank that cup for you mm -hmm. and for me. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring it home to you. You put things in that cup. There you go. You might have put some things in that cup this morning. There you go. Can, can you hear me right now? Yeah, there you go. Can, you may have added to the stripe. Matter of fact, you didn't may. You did add to the stripes. By his wounds are we healed. Every time sin comes in your life, let me just say, you're adding on to Jesus. That's good. You're adding on to what That's was right. in that cup. That's right. That's just the reality. That's good. Because he bore it all. That's right. He didn't miss out on your sin. It isn't just because you happened after he died on that cross and that he didn't know. He knows. And he knew then. Yeah. But he chose to go anyway. Now I want to fast forward in the story. So we know what happens. We know at the next point that they come, arrested. Peter pulls out the sword, chops off the ear, all that's great stuff. He goes further, goes on trial, goes from this trial to that trial to this trial. Nobody wants to do anything with him. Why? Because he's blameless. Amen. Pilate, his wife, goes to him and says, don't you dare have anything to do with that man. I can't sleep because of the dreams I keep having because he is an honest, he is a pure man. Leave him alone. Right. Pilate, Pilate says, well, I don't know what to do because the crowd's all worked up about it, and I don't know how to handle the situation. So he says, I know I'll use brass. I'll use a scapegoat because at that time of the year at the governor's feast, they would let one prisoner go to the people. And he said, so who do you want? Do you want Barabbas or do you want Jesus? Which one do you want? And they said, we want Barabbas. You kill him. We don't, we don't want Jesus because the people have been stirred up by the, the priests and all these leaders. And so this man says, well, I'm going to wash my hands of it. No, 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 no. You can't wash your hands of it. Every sin he ever committed is also was in that same cup. Mm -hmm. Pilate's not guiltless. He said, oh, be it on you. It's on all of us. Amen. It's on every one of us. So he's scourged. He's nailed to a cross. Now he's hanging on the cross. Look at Matthew chapter 27. He's hanging on the cross at this point. They've nailed up the sign above his head. It says, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. They've mocked him. They've beaten him. They've spat upon him. And there's two old thieves hanging on either side of him. Matthew chapter 27 and the 38th verse. Now, I want you to know that night he's praying. I believe darkest night in human history. I do. Why? Because before he died, there was no hope. Before he ascended, there was no hope of life. And at that moment, if there was ever opportunity that he would have bowed out, Probably that night. Fortunately, he's better than you and me. He's better than you and me. Because I'm not sure if any of us had ever looked in that cup and said, I'll take that cup. I'm not sure we could put I'm not sure we could do it. 
for ourselves, let alone for somebody else. I'm just not sure we can. How many people, when faced with a life and death decision, could say, I'll claim the cross? Very few. <coughs> Martyrs are rare. Bible holds a special place for them. We've read about them some in the book of Revelations. There's some amazing stories. China, years ago, still not a great place for Christians, but it was a pretty harsh place. Years ago, it was much harsher. They had rounded up a young group of young men who they had found reading the Bible and praising God. And so they thought they would show them, since they wanted to be Christian, what it was like to be a Christian. So they led this group of 12, 15, I can't remember how many it was, out blindfolded, out to an old hill. They took the blindfolds off, and however many there were of them, 12, 15, 20, whatever it was, there were that many crosses on that hill. And they said, if you'll just announce Jesus Christ, you can go free. But if not, you'll hang on one of those crosses. There was a young boy, maybe 12 years of age, youngest one in the group. He went over to the man and he pulled out his sleeve and he said, could you tell me which one is my cross? Mm. Soldier pointed and the boy went and clung to it and they nailed him to that cross. Mm. How many of you would endure the cup mm. given the opportunity to choose Jesus endured for you and me now he's hanging on that cross and there's two thieves on either side look with me now Matthew 27 the 38th verse it says then were there two thieves crucified with him one on the right hand and another on the left and they that passed by reviled him wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross, and we will believe him. <coughs> Verse 43, he trusted in God, let him deliver him now, for he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now I want you to see something here. And you may have read this before and you may have passed right by. But I want you to see the devil's last try to trip up Jesus. His last attempt to stop the great work that he was doing. I want you to see here that three times, three times, that's important, that Jesus is said, save yourself. Save yourself. Look at it. In verse, in verse uh, 30, uh, verse 40, he said, And saying, Thou that destroyest the temple, build it in three days, save thyself. These people come by and said, well, you said that you was going to do this, so why don't you just save yourself? 
Just come off that cross right now. We'll believe you if you'll do it. Just, just come off that cross. Look how that happened. Look again. It says, likewise also the chief priests. Now there's some priests come by, and they begin to mock him, and they say that he cannot save, but if he be the king, let him come down, and we will believe him. Well, they say, save yourself. Save yourself. Again, it says, uh, verse 43, he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. What are they saying? If you're the son of God, save yourself. Here you say, preacher, why is this important? Why is that important? Because here's the reality. If Jesus had come off the cross, you and I would have no hope. That's right. Amen. Because without a sacrifice, there can be no redemption. Amen. Hear me. Without the sacrifice, there's no redemption. Mm -hmm. No redemption of your sins, my sins, nobody's sins. And the Bible clearly tells us, actually in the book of Matthew, you go back just like a couple of chapters, and he even tells his disciples, I got legions of angels that I can call. There you go. Amen. Hear me now. What I'm telling you is, he had every opportunity. He had done more than we deserved. And here people are saying, you're not God. Come down off that cross and show it. Mm -hmm. Prove it. Mm -hmm. The devil wanted so desperately for him to come off that cross. Mm -hmm. And he had all the power in the world and the heavens beyond to do so. That's right. Hey Amen. Can I tell you this? It wouldn't have made him less if he had. Mm -hmm. Hear me. He wouldn't be less justified. He wouldn't be less glorified. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's greater than you and I. Mm -hmm. Amen. He's greater than you and I. He didn't owe us anything. But he stayed on the cross. That's right. For you and for me. He stayed. He could have left. He could have given up the cup. Amen. He could have never drunk it. But he chose to drink it and to stay. Mm -hmm. Now, that makes all this other stuff, all, all this grandeur about the resurrection, all the life, all that we gain, all the power. And listen, there's so much in all that. But I'm over here unworthy mm -hmm. of the what he did. And he stayed and he drank the bitter cup anyway. That's right. Can I tell you if we'd ever get a hold of what he did for us? Come on. Can I tell you in your own Christian walk if you'd ever not only accept but begin to be thankful for what he's done for you and that nobody else could do. He'd make this life over here, the living life, the resurrection life, the, the blessed life. He'd make that all the more sweeter. Yes. And we'd be more likely to live it yes. if we just get thankful yes. for what he's already done for us. Amen. Bless Church, you we're unworthy. Amen. We are unworthy that a God above was in the Son. And he would go through the things that he went through. And all those horrible things that we talked about. And the scripture tells us all those things that he took. And can I tell you, my description comes so short. I can't begin to explain to you. Only the Holy Spirit can come close to revealing to you what it means to bear what he bore on that cross. I've never had a spear jabbed in my side. I've never had nails put 
and people might. We've never, we've never come close. But I tell you this, he did it for you because he loves you. There's no other explanation. There's no other reason. Simply, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you when nobody else loves you. He loves you and understands what you're going through in ways that nobody else understands what you're going through. There's not anything that you've done that he hadn't experienced. Hear me? That's good and bad. You hear me? So when you feel all alone and the devil's beating you and he's kicking you and he's saying, you ain't worth anything. There's this saber above says, I know exactly how you feel, but can I tell you, you're so worth it that I died for you. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. You're so worth it when the devil says you're not. He died for you. Listen, when you feel like you can't go on another step, you was worth it that the Son of God come and took the cup and died on the cross. Praise the Lord this morning. You're worthy because he is worthy this morning. You're worthy because he's worthy. Can I tell you, get a hold of some thankfulness this morning for what a Savior did for you. You become worthy. The Bible says you become kings and queens, princes and princesses. You become priests and high priests in him because of the love that he had. Yes. You are worthy this morning. Yes. Somebody yes. loves you in a way that nobody else does. Yeah. We don't get it down to the real level sometimes. It just stays kind of up here. That's that's just too much religion. or It's just too up there, too high. Can I tell you, the next time you're going through something, why don't you get down on your hands and knees and talk to Jesus about it and just ask him, tell me how it was when you endured it. Mm-hmm. Hear me? Mm-hmm. When you feel like nobody else knows, he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows. Mm-hmm. Maybe this morning, maybe this morning you just felt like, I just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I won't be happy it's Easter. I want all those things, and you just don't feel it. Can I tell you, he loves you in the middle of that. Yeah. I think sometimes we just feel so separate. The devil gets us all out of sorts. We just feel so separate. Yeah. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to feel like you're all alone yeah. on that island. Can I tell you, Jesus is on the island with you. Mm-hmm. It was in the cup. Yes. Yes. It was in the cup. He knows. Mm-hmm. Mental anguish, mental problems that people go through. Listen, there's not anything that you can experience in this life that he didn't experience Amen. in that cup. Somebody said to actually this morning, I was at a sunrise service, and the preacher actually there was, I believe he was praying. Maybe it's something he said in testimony. And he said, he mentioned the cup. And I thought, oh, Lord, he's going to get into it. And I'm going to get into it with him because I've been reading it, studying it. And he said this. He said, no one knows truly what was in that cup. And I thought, well, I'm about to preach on that cup now. Hold on. <laughs> but he's not wrong. Because I can't begin to describe everything that you went through. You can't understand every experience that I've went through. So I can't tell you everything that's in that cup. But I can tell you this. Everything that you have and ever will have, everything that you're going to go through or ever will go through, it's in the cup. And he knows exactly what you stand in need of. 
Stand with us this morning. We're going to have a verse, a song. I don't know what your need is. Sister Denise, I'd like for you to come and pray.